And we are back with the yearly roundup from the good people at Threads and Dreads podcast production. As always, we got Yohei in the building with the shoe knowledge, Sean with the audio knowledge, and me with a mouth that just won't stop running. <laughs> That's really what I bring to the table. Well, we want to welcome Yohei back. He's been gone for a grip, and he is back in We're action. We're back in the building, baby. How's it feel? Feels great. You ready Feels for great, it? yeah. We we have so much like to talk about, um, mm-hmm. not only today, but in the in the coming weeks for sure, so... Yeah, I'm excited. We, uh, I have a list, so that's actually a pretty good start for me. A list that has been completed for, I mean, almost a half hour at this point. Um, so you know, I've done, I've done my funny, full research. Funny fact that you say the 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 metric of half hour because last year you said 15 minutes. Yeah, so we're so, making progress. Yeah, you've you've spent double the In time. In 10 years, I could have this done days before. Dude, 20, <laughs> 2023, you are turning a corner, my I've friend. I've really turned a corner on responsibility. Oh. We were doing this podcast early, too. This, is, this might be one of the first AM uh, recordings of a podcast for us. This might be the, the earliest for sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty excited. We got a lot of shoes that came out this year. Definitely. Are you... Uh, what do you think? What did you feel like on the overall general releases of the year? Absolutely. So this was a year when other brands um, came to the podium. Um, yeah. It wasn't just Nike and Adidas. For sure. And so that, for any enthusiast, is exciting. And um, also, this was the year, I like how Sneaker Freaker put it, great um, publication, is this was the year of the non-sneakers, meaning there were a lot of footwear that was, you know, more in lines of boots, clogs, um, yeah, you know, things like that. Um, yeah, I or, think people diversified a lot more. Absolutely, this year. absolutely, and for that very reason, um, in my list are things that don't really fall under um, Foot Locker, yeah, type releases. You know, we're we're, well, we're kind even- of exploring what you can wear on your feet but still have style exactly you're not so pigeon held to some of the silhouettes that have always been such like necessary shoes to have people can kind of break away a little bit more now Mm -hmm. and do what they want to do and not have to just wear the same style of a shoe just in a different variation to stand out you can just wear whatever now absolutely and then um we'll talk about it but there was also shoes that had um not maybe perhaps not too much like aesthetic like oh this is the greatest thing ever but um a lot of shoes had some meaning as well so we'll talk about that too yeah i think there were for me when i was looking at my list i do have i don't have a lot of repeat silhouettes which I feel like in the years past, like last year was, I feel like super dunk heavy. Mm. Um, and even when I was going through lists this year, I'm very happy these are our top favorite shoes of the year and not the most popular shoes of the year. Right. Because there's definitely a lot on there that popularity wise, I didn't love the shoe mm-hmm. or thought the shoe was just pretty substandard and just sold like fucking wildfire because. Right. People it, got into them and, you know... If, you had, th- if any of you young whippersnappers is looking for Travis Scott, 
uh, Jordan One lows in this list. Yeah. You can you can turn this they're, podcast off. They're not it, coming. There's yeah. zero backward swooshes on. They didn't quite make the cut. <laughs> zero yeah. backwards. All the swooshes will be in proper format on this <laughs> list. I feel pretty safe in saying that. Yes, sir. Um, also, I'm assuming. I'm hoping that both of us have ignored the panda dunk. Yeah. You cannot put a shoe that's been... Re- it, it, well, we're good. We're good. Because that, that shoe's been releasing since, like, you know, um, I think 2020 or something Was like it? that. Oh, yeah. 2020, 21. And then they've re-released it because Nike realized, you know, this is instant money. Well, and also, it's the most basic shoe. It's just a dunk that's black and white. Oh, absolutely. There's nothing... You know, it is equivocally a Air Force white on white. Absolutely. It's uh, slightly lazy. Um, yeah. it's kind of, um, you know, I, well, it's fitting cause pandas sleep a lot. They're pretty lazy too. So yeah, but it, yeah, here's the funny part is, the, the um, all great to, to say nice. this briefly, <laughs> to say this briefly before we get into this list is like that shoe was not called the Panda back in the day. That was a black and white. Yeah. I've even heard piano dunk, but that don't, you know, everyone just makes their own nicknames up, right? This, whoever came up with this name Panda. Man, you met like thanks, you know, because there were some amazing shoes back in the day. Um, for example, the Ueno Panda. Hold on, I got you. You got to yeah, see this. We'll, we'll keep pulling some pictures. Absolutely. Up. My um, so the Panda Dunk. Just to clarify, because this is something I didn't I didn't know it was coming out all the way back then. Is the name Panda similar to how? Oh, okay. Is the name Panda similar to how? Like back in the day when people would just kind of create their own names for like Air Force Ones were a good example where a lot of them were just stock colorways and then people were just giving them their own street versions of like release names. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, so it's not Panda's not like an official name for the dunks. Well, at this point, it it sure looks like it is. Um but like through Nike. Right, right. So real quick uh, for the listeners, um, in 2008, I'm talking about the Ueno Dunk High. Um, it was released by uh, Mita, or Mita, uh, Japan. And this was the Dunk High. I just showed you a low. That was a grade school version. And it came in a metal cage, which is kind of messed up, right? But like that well, shoe. It's a bear. You know, very <laughs> rare. There was only X amount of pairs. And, you know, this is the type of shoes you see on Sotheby's. And then they just like dilute it to the panda dunk we see everywhere, and I'm like, yeah, the basic. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, come on, y'all. I mean, it just at this point, it's up there with like a cooked Air Force One low to be yeah. just a white girl staple of these are the shoes I have, mm-hmm. and they go with essentially everything. That's right. Um, but yeah, do you do you, you want to just jump in the list? Absolutely. So we got ten pairs of shoes. Um, that We're is ten that is, through. 10 through 6 today? Correct. All right, let's Correct. do it, dude. So, um, thankfully, this is great because um, some of my slots haven't been filled yet, and they were just kind of being shuffled as the conversation goes. You, your list is always a, a down to the last minute, as if like the shoes themselves are biding for candidacy well, on your list. Well, I used to stress out in the car, remember, in front of I, Pam Threads, I do remember. Like, <laughs> acting like the whole world was about to listen to my judgments. And, and they are. Yeah, and um, that's we're good. Um, <laughs> so let's start with number one, uh, Pat. Third, why don't you number ten? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. number ten. First, um, we yeah. will start at number ten. So 
for number 10, and I was saying this a little bit before we started recording, I feel like it might have been a little controversial just because on a lot of lists I looked up, these were top fives, top threes, and I'm just going with the whole pack of them, but Louis Vuitton Air Force One pack. Mm-hmm. Um, I have it at 10 because, as I was saying, I feel like it's less of a drop and more of a Fabergé egg scenario where there's only so many of them. It's such a small run. People who the people who have them are either have money that they can burn to keep their house warm or (laughs) are just insane are collectors who have, you know, grailed status on collections that people may never accumulate or even dream of accumulating. Absolutely. I didn't, I think some of them look good. I think some of them look horrendous. Mm -hmm. So it was something to me that I feel like putting it any lower on my list would have... It's just such an intangible. It wouldn't have been right to let all these other shoes that people could realistically get be beat by something that is so good because it is so rare. You're comparing you know, diamonds to cubic zirconium. There's just no way to compare and contrast them. So they dropped the shoe this year, and it's kind of so X amount and very exclusive. Yeah, I would say basically the story behind them. And Yohei, correct me because my knowledge is just what I've gained through <laughs> thirty Instagram. minutes of intense yeah. research. Um, yeah, but so here I pulled up a picture. Um, this is how many Air Force Ones were released through this Louis Vuitton Nike oh, wow. collaboration. So yeah, well, and, what would you say the rough and, number probably um, is? I am seeing 47. Okay, so yeah, yeah only 47 pairs being yeah. released. That's a lot. And I think, let's just say this, 47 is enough to make it on this list, considering yeah. this collaboration is groundbreaking. And, you know, I've always personally dreamed of a collaboration like this happening you know, growing up, but we always dismissed it well, because we're like, well, that's ridiculous. The bootlegs have been going around. Louis I doesn't was like that. Say, right. The bootlegs of Air Force One Louis Vuittons have been hitting, been on streets for as long Decades. as uh, Dapper Dan's been customizing things. Exactly. And just Sean and listeners, you know, Dapper Dan and company would so you know cut up handbags yeah. and and or whatever, and they would sew. The swoosh of a white Air Force One, like an uptown, you know, yeah. and they made that the monogram or the um, Damier print. So it was a great look. And so, you know, I think this is a really special collaboration in the sense that this was one of Virgil's last um, works. 100%. Um, and that's what I meant by meaning. And as Pat says, uh, not all the colorways um, are like astounding. Like, let's say you just remove the LV. Would you buy these or would you wear? Probably not, but just like the fact that there's this diversity and um, the quality too. You know, I had the pleasure. Um, I got to in Detroit. Uh, Chris Smokes had a pair of the shout white out on Chris. Yeah, shout out to Chris. He had a white on white um, LV uh, Force, and he, um, you know, I got to hold them in hand and look at it. And I'm like, dang, this is really like. Like purse quality, very uh, high end. Yeah, like very carefully walked type shoe. Now, like, yeah. now my question on them, and another reason that I would um, happily pop them at number ten 
is because you almost consider these shoes one with the exclusivity of them, mm-hmm. two with the unfortunate passing of Virgil, with these kind of being one of the last shoes. They're almost transcend from being a shoe to a piece of art. Right. Is and that's where I think it would be almost unfair to let him go higher because sure, maybe a couple people who own them are yeah. wearing them. You're again, you're people who have more money than God. Yeah. But I think a lot I'm of I'm going to be and I don't mean to, you know, yeah. just um downplay what you're saying. The the price of them have actually gone down no. tremendously, so it is Within the realm of affordability, what wouldn't be in the realm of affordability is like Paris Dunks, which are like 100000 right? For sure. Now these LV Forces, um, a good chunk of them are ballpark 4000 5000 And I know, that's insane. But like, again, in the, for whole the grand a piece scheme. of art, though, in my mind, where it's right. something that wouldn't be, you're not going to look like a little kid having that right. displayed up Absolutely. versus having... A, you know, all 12 colorways of your Jordan 1s, like, right. on a shelf in your house. Yeah. It's not that, that... That probably doesn't even cost four grand altogether. Y- exactly. It's not, yeah. it's, it is something that you can display and you can show off as this piece of art versus just a, another shoe that you can wear that is a high-quality, great shoe. 100%. And um, I, if I may say, you know, when we... Okay, we talked about what this shoe is, how many there are, and um, that Virgil made them. Now let's go to the mind of Virgil. Virgil actually took a lot of inspiration of these colorways from Babestas, like yeah. archive Babestas that his uh, friend and uh, honestly mentor, right, Nigo, yeah. right, um, did. So for that reason, this shoe is not just some like blind peacock random colors. This is like carefully thought out through the eyes of Virgil and you know company. Um, you know, to to make these colorways, different materials. Did you see the shiny ones? Yeah, like, and well, and that pound. makes more sense now too that he stuff. was using inspiration from Bapes and stuff because you get a lot of that patent leather, that really like glossy gold, hundred percent, and that makes it makes a lot of sense. Especially you have this weird connection too with Harem Preston way back in the day doing the yeah, uh, street right. was it the street sweepers yeah yeah, yeah. um which he, he made some like custom forces and yeah but like they that. were they had the Bapesta star mm-hmm. and it i think it pays homage to a friend it has so much meaning to him that yeah i think it'd be crazy to not have him on the list but i think to have him any further kind of is it's almost too easy to for sure. Shout out to Heron. He's a very nice guy. I got to meet him in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, and then just more name dropping about to happen. So um, <laughs> when this shoe came out, yeah, uh, you know, remember we we always go back to our boy. What's his name? Who was on the Ferris wheel? And he's talking about the hunt. Uh, Bonds Malone. Bonds Malone. These sneakers were not easy to get at all. Thus the hunt. You know. Yeah. Now the difference is since back then. It wasn't a matter of like hard to get. It's just expensive as crap at this point and hard to get, right? Yeah. So those two factors. But when this came up, I called my LV person here at Saks, you of know, because that's the only store. And they were like, no shot. Yeah. They're like, like they, they're flying. O- they won't even touch ground I'm like, in Ohio. Guys, please, I will wear this out of the store, crease them. Like, you know, I will prove yeah. that I am not some measly reseller who just wants to. They wouldn't sell them to you? Oh, no. It's so the, the, this is how Louis Vuitton works. Louis Vuitton is like Ferrari and 
brands like this where they want customer retention, loyalty. So they basically reward you enough bags. Not a, not at all. You have to buy essentially a million dollars of stuff to be. So basically, you have a customer profile. Is this a store there. in Manhattan? No, no, no. Um, this is the one um, right here in Beachwood. Beachwood oh, Mall. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, because you know, I'm not driving to Manhattan to find out information. You know, I was like, let me first. Call. Oh, you were just doing some reconnaissance. Right. Reconnaissance, yeah. And you know, they had very the ocean has to go to the casino before you rob. <laughs> I'm going I'm to be honest. These Case people. The don't know crap until they get the email from no. well, up, higher up. I've you know. told you, I once drunkenly got in a fight with the L, the Louis Vuitton person at Beachwood Mall wow. over, um, it was... Cologne samples. No, I, well, I, went, I had gone to the mall <laughs> fairly drunk on Four Locos and was insisting that there was a Louis Vuitton <laughs> belt that had... I forget what the colorway is for it, but it was that like early or mid two thousands. It was the white, uh, the white Louis Vuitton like pattern that mm-hmm. with the colorful like print all over it. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, that belt doesn't exist, and I knew it did. And you were like, I will fight you right and now. I, yeah, I was just hammer drunk inside a Louis Vuitton store <laughs> and like arguing with this man. And then I think he was like. Yeah, I'm just going to either kick you out of this mall or you just have to get away also, from it. Also, it's Beachwood oh, wow. Mall. I'm sure he's put up with, you know, some... Oh, yeah. A yeah. thousand yeah. percent. So, BS. yeah, they didn't know crap. And and then the part two was, you know, I'm like, great, I'm going to have to go online and get somewhere, right? Now, uh, something about Louis Vuitton sizing is it will say, for example, Pat, you are a ten and a half. Correct. If you buy a Louis Vuitton ten and a half sneaker, you will be very sad because you spent a lot of money... Come to realize small? that shoe is like a US 12 and a half. I swear to oh, God. They're big. They're huge. I don't understand their sizing. Maybe it's a UK sizing or Italy sizing, but whatever it is, it literally will say, it won't say 42, 43. It'll say just our numbers, you know, so which it still is, use it. Cause that's what I was going to say. I've been there where, I mean, most people don't go to a store and are like, oh, I know my European shoe size too. Yeah. So you, that's why I was going to say, For sometimes sure. that confusion happens with, yeah, I, so, oh, I'm not a 43. So I needed to get my size down in the shoes. So I hit up PG Nose. Yeah. Because, you know, he was, you know, getting multiple pairs, you know, already. And I'm like, hey, PG, real quick. Is this true Nike sizing or is this on some LV sizing? I need to know because yeah. I'm a LV 8, right? Okay. But I'm a US 9.5. So wrong size could completely ruin everything. Like I'll be like, here you go, Pat. I brought the wrong size. (laughs) Also, not a shoe that you can fuck up your size on and be totally okay. Devastating. That's not good. Yeah, you can't. You don't return those. So I have. I have a funny story, and I'll make it brief. Is I bought the Lucian Clark's from from Saks, right? And I was. So they had, when I went there, like a US 9.5-10, and it was just way too big, right? Huge. So they're like, oh, we can order you another one. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. So it was this whole like ceremony. It was like ordering a car, right? Something yeah, I would never... signing Something I would never... Yeah, yeah. All this stuff. Never know. So they got me like an 8.5, right? Okay. And it came in like two weeks later, and I go to the mall... And I try it on. I swear to God, dude, it was so loose. But I was too embarrassed. I was too... I should have... Yeah, I, you got it smaller? It was still loose? Yeah. Oh. Like, I didn't expect it to be, like, that... That like, much smaller. Dis- yeah, so I was like... 
So, Pat, if you ever want to wear some LV uh, Lucian, Clarks. Uh, Lucian Clarks just for fun, you can, like I always say with my things, you know, my friends can borrow them anytime. So that's that story. But I was too embarrassed at the store. You know, it's, I don't want to be that guy who's like, yeah. let me think about, you know, like, um. Third time's a charm. Yeah. yeah dude, I mean, because <laughs> like. Let's get a couple more pairs of these in they're here. They're going to delete my profile. Had I, <laughs> if I had, had them get another pair, they would have probably like deleted. They're just, this, we're done this with you. peasant. I was like. I you could know. see you in the store just being like, Cinderella. It's perfect. Yeah. Perfect fit. Oh, <laughs> uh, sir. Your I foot w- looks huge. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, I would have taken the first ones and you would just see me stuffing newspapers in the t- toes of my. Louis Vuitton shoes. Well, no. they're, they're they're New York Times pages. Yeah, because so, yeah. we're classy. Oh my dude. god, it's, it's cartoons from the New Yorker. Oh so it's at least god. high class. Yeah, so that's Louis Vuitton for you. And you know, I, it'll always be that brand where it's ungodly expensive. And when they do something cool, you're like, ooh. And then you you know, if you want to save up your money and get it, cool. Um, otherwise, you know, we'll just have to um, admire it from afar. You know, um, like all these Louis forces. So that's that. So, uh, so just to clarify. You're number 10. Have we gotten to your number we 10? We have not yet? gotten no, to your number 10. No, no, no. I, I'm actually, like I said, my numbers were slightly not uh, solidified. Okay. Um, but these were on my list. This, okay. And I'll just make it 10 for sake. because yeah. why were you going to bring it up later, right? Um, last shoe I wanted to say in that lot was there was an Air Force One mid with graffiti on the side. Yeah. And that was sick. Um, when you I was, know... I hate to cut you off, but do you know who did that graffiti by any chance? Or if that was like an okay. in-house? It is one of two people. I sh- Virgil don't know if I should have taken you down this rabbit hole, but no, continue. No, no. It's either Virgil or this French dude who I screenshot on my phone like years ago. Okay. His name was like, I think it's... Renoir. Yes, Renoir. It was like, it started with an H. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to it, you know. But I knew that Vir- when, when Virgil was alive, his stories, you know, I would always every day you know be like so in tune and mesmerized but like he kept having this one dude well he's worked with future but this ain't future for no, sure no. but it could be future for all i know because that blanket that i wore that one day with all the graffiti you know that style that was future a little similar yeah but he had like a runway in for paris fashion week and i believe this individual like spray like you know tagged up the whole set and everything so that's that so we'll but you know i look similar to that yeah yeah. so in conclusion with the lv forces i would say that's probably the one i would want because like that is like a mural on the side of a shoe and And you're like wow you know you look at it i think that graffiti one is a really good one to call out Mm -hmm. um especially because it's so much so much different fundamentally yeah from a lot of the rest of them that i think that's if I were going to call it a number 10, that mm-hmm. would be my f- number one of that 47. Yeah. That would be the one I'm putting on the thumbnail. The right graffiti on. one? The graffiti one. Right on, man. Um, I'm so I'm going to jump into number nine. Sweet. Uh, I went with, uh, shout out Mr. T. Manila. We got the Concept Air Max 1 message to the universe. Love the name. I was So... This one, I believe, came out in maybe summertime, maybe early fall. I pray it came out in 2020. I definitely tried to make sure all my shoes came out this year. (laughs) Was that two countdowns that we had a wrong year shoe? I don't want to No, no, no. I'll I'll give him his props. He only did it one year. But, bro. And we looked it up. It was like some technicality. There was a re-release. That's right. Um, 
But no, I like this shoe because oh so yes, yes, yes. So you're think, talking about the whole hippie pack. Okay. Yeah. So there was oh those are cool. So it had three iterations and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. like the shoe because it has it utilizes a lot of different materials in a not ultra hokey way. Yeah, those mm-hmm. are red. I think that's something that Nike's kind of been having trouble with when they're mix and matching materials. Now uh-huh. is sometimes it's getting way over the fucking top it's getting into like cactus plant zone right where things are just it's too shaggy yeah i don't know like we don't need shaggy shoes <laughs> no Max one swamp stuff is gonna be he's like no that's my favorite shoe of last I, year it's the same thing with like the grateful dead ones it, like, exactly it's yeah. right in that same realm where those shoes become tough to wear and i think this one does a good job at matching or mixing and matching different prints mm-hmm. different elements and materials but still coming together under a kind of cohesive idea, like you said, kind of this hippie-ish vibe, and it doesn't look like it's too much. It looks like an right. old school, it reminds me of an early 2000s release. Joe Bell would be so proud of you right now. I did. I want to make Joey proud. Shout out Joey Bell. We got to get um, you back on in here. He but will yeah, return. I thought it was a great, I think it's a great shoe. Um not the world's. I've had some Air Maxes. I think they're super comfortable. Mm-hmm. And if there was an Air Max that was going to get me back in, mm-hmm. I feel like this would be a fun one that you can wear and not have to have like a completely themed outfit around it. Dude, right on. Didn't, did you see that one coming? No, I did not. That's, I that's so, a little pull. So so your you, boy you're, got a little pull on you. No no no. I'm very happy for this diversity because this message to the universe. Because yeah. um. For those who don't know by now, um, I work at Highland Throwbacks, and I can't you tell you how many pairs of these people brought in, and they kind of go for eggs they came out. So mm-hmm. there's not much we can do per se, and it's yeah. So we've passed on a lot of pairs. So I didn't think too highly of them, but there were some rare. So there was three or four, three. Yeah, I think it was three. Okay, there was three different ones, and one or two of them was considerably rarer yeah. than the one that people kept bringing to the store. And so I would say of those three, the the rare one is the most like vivid and bright. Yeah. Do you know which one is it out of those three? I, I'm, I'm assuming it's... Um, which one didn't you see coming to the store? I just like that one the most. That so one the one sick. with the whole Mexican blanket looking swoosh, the Aztec whatever, and then the brown laces and tongue, so whatever... Oh, I see. Heavy. Okay, I, I understand. So there's mellow, far out, and heavy. I personally like heavy. Uh, far out is... <laughs> that's uh, for Mr. Dreads here, uh, I would say. Um, yeah, I like it. Yeah, he it's, would like that. It's pretty rad. So which one do you like? Do you like... Um, I think the, the heavy was the one I was looking at. Yeah, heavy. And is, I think it's just one that... See that tiger camo? Yeah, and that's what I liked about it. As I liked, like I said, it was a lot of different patterns, which can come off really shitty a lot of times to me. Mm-hmm. But these ones, I was like, all right, I'll fucks with them, dude. Sweet. What uh, what are you hitting at for... What are you going with next? Okay, so for number nine... Li- your list is liquid right yeah, now, bro. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm going to just toss this one here because uh, this is a retro. But it's a retro with a twist. So um, okay. usually I don't put retros in a list because it, you know, it, it's the same thing that happened again. This one, though, was done with a little um, difference. And so I'm going to show you. I brought it with me. All right. I think we might, I might have these bad so, boys. Have you got, do you guys recognize this box? I do indeed. Yeah. And I think uh, this, this absolutely deserves to be on the, you know, anybody's list. 
Um, don't be offended if you, you know, if I have it at number nine, because like I gotta save some yeah. spots for other shoes. But this is called the Lost and Found Jordan Ones, and it has a great um, execution to it. Um, as you can see, the box looks super worn, and it's from a different like technically the Jordan One box. Oh, it comes like, like this. Yeah, it comes oh, like no that. Shit. It's not. Yeah, it's not like mine yeah, was messed yeah, yeah, up. <laughs> Is not just like the least careful with boxes. So the way it works is usually somehow the edges are nice and crispy still. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, I he iron. Just sandpapers I am an expert at ironing boxes. Actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he sandpapers every orange box he gets. <laughs> so um, when you go to a um, back in the day when you went into a mom and pop sneaker shop, um, usually when a shoe is discounted, right? They want to get rid of it, and they'll usually not have the lid due to Display. misplay misplacement or whatever. So they'll be like, "All right, well here, here's another box lid." Bam. So that's that's why that's orange, right? So you got the orange lid. You got the OG. I know with the red and black what this was going to be already. Yeah. Right. So we have here OG style the white. Pat, you could take one of these too. They're not as delicate as they look. We have here this. Like an the original, yeah, style. which you, Pat, talked about with Joe Bell about that mall in Parma that like they yeah, would, they the would old like school. Yeah. Dude, that is swipe cool, receipt. Right? Yeah, this is a, this is an uh, old school, in, this is an invoice. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Ca so uh, car carbon paper. Yeah, yeah it carbon says paper, yeah. Sandy Bros Sports Depot. And, you know, people like once the shoe came out, people were like, holy crap, my original 1985 is what this is supposed to look like, you know, shoe. Um, came very with cool. a very similar receipt. This you know? is a real store too, right? I'd hope. Or is this just, uh, no, is this it? is fictitious. But it's still, cool. I mean, it bro, it was Dude, just it, like this, right? They should have just found some sh like mom and pop shop that is literally about to fail and just use that. Been like, hey, we're about to get you guys some fucking customers. Absolutely. And so I'll tell you about the whole concept of oh, lost and found, and you know, you got the newspaper, all that. But you guys need to understand these shoes back in the day. We're so, you know, inflation. Money has gone up considerably, right? I mean, bro, look at that price. $29.90. What does that say? $29.99? Well, like, that was a very realistic But these price. were the shoes back in the day that were, like, very common that people would get robbed for them, right? No. Not these? No. So, so what I was told, because I wasn't there, right? But what I was told was that this shoe, the Jordan 1, sat, like, on shelves and went straight to, like, discount. Yeah, it, absolutely. So like, there's pairs that sold for like eighteen dollars and stuff like that, which is wild because if you have an original 1985 Jordan One in great condition, looking like this with box, we're oh. talking, we're talking Brother, you're like going on a three, nice four thousand dollars. We're talking Louis Vuitton Air Force One trade right there. What a what an investment that would be. You could be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep these so I can trade for LV Air Force Ones one day. But um, I brought here with me a 1985 Jordan 1. So you can oh, kind so of get the compare and contrast. Yeah, that's cool. So the only thing I'll say is just be careful in the upper area. It's very delicate. But I think you guys can say that, you know, this is a great homage to the... My, actually, guys, I don't know if I said this here, but the Chicago 1 has always been my favorite shoe of all time. Doesn't mean it's the most, like intellectually inspiring but it just always has been my favorite Dude, those shoe. things have some weight to them too man oh that would be the wooden cedar shoe tree that's keeping that thing nice and makes sense yeah makes sense no i uh i completely agree with you i had the lost and founds on my list as well um because i i think it is 
it's a great homage to the original 85 um but it it's one of those shoes that the Jordan Air Force 1 I feel like just to be respectful should always have one on the list absolutely There's, it's one of those shoes that everyone has wanted at some point has seen at some point everyone conceptually can understand why a Jordan Air or a Jordan 1 is important 100% because of who Michael Jordan is because what the brand's become the way it's transcended even Nike kind of within itself mm-hmm. it's its own brand it's its own thing it's the only athlete to have a brand ever really do that right and sustain longevity with new shoes and retros and all that. Yeah. And it's crazy. To, to have people like me buy sh- their shoes when I never physically saw him play a game. Like, I could yeah. have been when he retired from the Wizards or something, but, but you like, you never I just, went and saw him. You didn't... He, Michael Jordan is important to you mm-hmm. as he is to people who might have seen him actually playing. For sure. Because that legacy lives on in something like shoes that's so culturally important now yeah definitely that's why like the jordan one such a fucking big deal of a shoe right and just jordan brand because it's it's meant so much for so long and it's really rare i think for that to be the case absolutely is this the the same these are two different pairs yeah and i'm gonna explain real quick so i brought my 2015 chicago jordan one um shout out to plato's closet i found this for 150 bucks right but that's my 2015 Chicago one, right? As you can see, it doesn't, it's a little different build from the 85 and the Lost and Found. It, it's very minute differences, but perhaps this you can. This is the best right here. Well, and that's what I was right. going to say. I know in Like, that's just new, you know, as opposed to aged look, right? And, and the build, um, toe box is a little bulkier, the collar, everything. But here's why I think the Lost and Found was such a, a triumph of a release this year, although it was. Still hard to get. This shoe right here came out in 2015, right? For years, I remember, like two, three years, because, you know, I've been selling shoes for a while. This shoe was going for about $300. For some reason in the last three years, okay? Jumped up. This shoe sold for brand new with box, $1,800, $1,900. I saw pairs selling for more than $2,000, right? So this shoe went into the realm of unaffordable, right? Yeah. People wanted the Chicago, yet, you know, it wasn't happening unless they got like a used pair that they were able to trade up to, right? That being said, the 85s also even older. Good condition ones are very hard to find. They're expensive. And they have a short lifespan. Exactly. If you're wearing them, exactly. It's, you know, it's amazing though. They the midsole is actually very durable. So crazy, yeah, I mean, right? These do these eighty fives are in like incredible shape. My right. question about the ones from twenty fifteen would be: I know there's always been a little bit of an issue in regard to um, Jordan ones, where there's like a quality question on them, mm-hmm. where certain years have better. Qual- like better leather, better ins- great, you know, great point you bring there. And, and I, I can personally say that the 2013 retro that I personally got three pairs at Villa yeah. was the most worst quality. Le- it was like cardboard okay. leather. But I had to accept it because, again, this shoe was just always for some reason when I wanted it was expensive yeah. and hard to attain. So you kind of have to take what 
what um, you can get. Nike brings, you know, gives you. So that 2013, it was just like stiff. Oh, the tongue was not Nike Air, it was Jumpman. Yeah, which and no they, one wants. They added a black Jumpman right there, just like, you know, and I'm like, that that's just not that's not OG. That's but just send those you just to, kinda have to like look the other direction. And Nike would do this thing, no offense to um, the people from Nike listening to this pod, but um, they would make poor man versions of these shoes. Yeah. So, like, they'll make up this shoe, but this is white. Or, like, this is shorter. Or, like, and it's just, like, it's, like, imitation crab, kind of, like, you know, to those who don't know, they'll, like, get that Chicago feeling. But that's why I'm saying this Lost and Found, which they released a lot of pairs, was kind of, like, a huge dub for people like you i'm lucky because i have a lot of pairs of these because i'm you i have a mental them. illness with yes. shoes but I, You're I mean sick. this is i really am i admit it too so that's the first step but like i Good think start. this lost and found is a great um entry point to for people to get that chicago one feeling the correct way and um um, that's why it's on my list. And I figure nine, um, as opposed to, I, I wouldn't put this like higher, uh, like three, two, one, because I mean, come on now, this, this has already come out before, many, before. We, many times. Yeah. Exactly. So we can't, but you know, I think it's, um, it's a little different enough to where we can put it. And I'll briefly talk about, have you guys heard of <laughs> the mold issue with these shoes? I, not only these shoes, um, and again, we already mentioned, this is not even, on the list, it wasn't even in the top 1,000 shoes. Uh huh. But <laughs> top 1,000 shoes. Dang. But the Travis Scott Black Cats were oh. also having a huge mold issue. They were. Yeah. And okay, then I know what's going on. It's a distribution problem. It's a, di- a distro problem, dude. We got a. It's a bacterial problem. We got to call the fucking. Uh, what's what's the? I want to say FCC, and that's not it. I actually think it's. At, is it, it's not SCC. That's what a we t- football conference. <laughs> Who does disease and bacteria? Oh, um, now i got to think about movies. The CDC. 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 Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Center for Disease Called Control. The, yeah, CDC. Yeah, it's not like we just came out of a, yeah. a, like the worst pandemic in 100 years. I, mean, <laughs> I was thinking so Southeast Conference. Basically, to the viewers <laughs> who aren't uh, exactly familiar, there was many Chicago one, you know, lost and founds, who people got it. And it was covered in fuzz, like green fuzz towards the back area. Which one? Which one of these? This, this one, the one that I put at number nine. Great shoe, right? The, the, but the, the, the ones that just came out this year. Correct. They were getting moldy. They would get moldy, and um, my guess, logically, would be was they put it in a place with moisture problems and get the flip out of here. <laughs> no, yeah. So it's. I mean, they're probably storing them. Oh, so it was user error. No, no, not user. It was. Um, distribution oh, who, oh whoever the original yeah, yeah. the source the plug. which sucks because you know when you're dealing mold it can be clean but not on a hundred thousand pair scale you know they i think they had to bury them in the mexico desert like the atari Damn. et atari the ET game, and yeah. guess who's gonna go ba- dig them up me and pat but, yep that's the new life goal dude we have bleach sprites <laughs> and then we're just cleaning a bunch of moldy pairs of shoes i'll do that for <laughs> sure Dude, I mean, but, but at what cost? You know, I mean, you get to feel like the Indiana Jones of the shoe world. At what that, cost? That is free. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the, okay, I'm sorry, y'all. Last thing I'm going to say about Lost and Found is that the concept of Lost and Found comes from um, hunters like me and anybody else. You know, you watch your video game hunters, right? Yes. The same exists with shoes, where you basically do your Indiana Jones research and find out mom and pop stores that like still have old shit. freaking warehouses. Yeah. And you, they're like, oh yeah, 
um, follow me, unlocks the door, and in there is old, oh, like, Adidas, old, you know, Jordans. That's and a Nikes. dream always. Yeah, and I've, I have experienced something on a minor scale in Detroit. I went there, and there was a mom and shop sports specialty store, and they're like, yeah, this is all our old stuff. Dude, it was like nothing but orange box Nikes, which are, you know, older. But unfortunately, the majority of the stuff was like football cleats, yeah. cheerleading shoes. It was from the 90s, though. But, it's just but we're talking that. $5 each. And I'm like, man, I think I'm going to buy one just for You're the You're almost going to yeah. get them just because. Yeah. But I was like, I was like really hoping there'd be like some real grail type yeah. stuff. It's just not that epic these days. But there are... Literally, still to this day, there are places where have the craziest stuff, um, you know, still available to find. So that's that. Um, well, 20 minutes left, and yeah. we're at number eight. We're at number eight. <laughs> Good. So not bad. Yeah. Uh, maybe this will be a three-parter. <laughs> no, let's, let's stick to two. Um, so at number eight, I have one that I know you do not have on your list, but I am such a fan of Avi Gold. I have the better gift shop Vans old school uh Lucky Dragons. Bro. Didn't I'm pulling aces, dude. I'm pulling rabbits First out of, of my all, hat. Um I think it's Lucky Aces. What kind of van cut is it? Uh they're Lucky Dragons. They are old schools. Um so they're that lower yeah. kind of traditional, like very simple van. Style. Oh, the, the 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 low tops. Yeah. Low top flats, low, like yeah, yeah. The low top flats basically. Um but they're nice, just cream and oh, green with the colorway. Swoosh. Yeah, with the wave on them. Uh, the, the swish wave, the, sorry. Ja- the, the jazz stripe. The that, jazz stripe. Is that what they call it? Yes, 100%. Coming from a Vans enthusiast. Yes, sir. Better gift shop, I, never I would have that. to say. And I was just talking with Claiborne about this store. It's one of my favorite stores of all yeah. time. Um, he just went to Toronto, and he went to Better Gift Shop and actually bought a pair of Vans half cabs. Okay. And yeah, which they did with this same question. Exactly, exactly. And I also felt very much that that was a very worthy collaboration um, I think it's awesome. Well. I think Better Gift Shop's been putting out a lot of really cool and great stuff for a long time. I think mm-hmm. they've been very uh, ahead of the curve and working to like set some trends and stuff. Right. And yeah, I if anything, it's super classic style and design to the shoe and it's also just an homage to Avi and like everything they've done at Better Gift Shop that yeah. I that's one of the reasons I was like I knew they came up with a shoe uh-huh. I had to double check and I was almost positive it was this year and <laughs> almost positive it was this year and yeah I, that's where my number 8 stands yeah um, well dang it uh, that's gonna be my number 8 too Why, with the While spirit yeah. been, I feel like so, but, 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 but going I'm gonna matchy. go with a half cap I'm okay. going to go with a half cap. Yeah. Um, half cab is right here, as you can see, as this beautiful, uh, like a rusty red color. Yeah. Very um, familiar. And I have a quick half cab story. I went, to, I heard that Vans, you probably could tell the whole story, recently changed who makes the shoes and things have been fitting differently and stuff like that. But I put on a pair of half cabs at Westside the other day. My size, size 11, always wore size 11 Vans, and they were so snug, I could not even get them on my foot. Really? Yeah. And I was even like, Pulling out the you know getting loose the laces loose and everything and, and they did not way fit. Too, yeah, yo, hey, and I was a, very have perturbed. We had a change of uh, manufacturing over at Vans. So just for clarification, you said it's tight now, right? Super tight. Okay, um, you He's may like, have, have an answer. You may that. have gained some weight. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. Have you been um, weighing your feet lately? No, no, no. Yeah. The, the truth is, um, through our life, 
our foot size dramatically could change for bigger or smaller, but um, they it things do change sometimes. So with the half cabs, if you get a vault pair, which is like a premium, mm-hmm. the fitting is different. Usually it's like which also could have been the case. Been. Of, yeah, yeah, I mean they were tight. Like they like I. The only Vans I've had recently are slip-ons, but same. They're size 11s, yeah, and I figured these would fit same me just size as always. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I used to, I, yeah, those are half caps. Now, as far as the better gift shop shoes, you know, um, I would love to further learn the inspiration because they're both, like, you know, one's green. Let me see and these, then, was it Hidden Dragon? Let me see these Hidden Dragon joints. Though. Right. The Lucky Dragons. Lucky Dragon. Yeah, I mean, Dragon I could Towers. Still, Shout yeah, out the Lucky Park. Dragons. I know are based off of. It's for like Chinese New Year. Okay. Um, for like the it has some jade colors. Yeah. That they do. This other one, if I had to really like tell you a theme right now, yeah. I see Mushu from Mulan. Okay, that's like, probably hundred percent. Yeah. Another dragon. So yeah, you know, I think very much so. This another um, dragon belongs on the list all right well that's red what's your number eight yo hey that was it you're going with oh it. you're going with it yeah, too they, okay so why he not? said the old school i said the half cap yeah yeah i'm drawn to the half cap um, a little more. i have one i know you definitely don't got on there but it is are you going to number seven i'm going to number seven number seven number seven sorry i instinctually had to do it again <laughs> the uh <laughs> i went with uh a brand called it was a collab, Them Goods, which was rollerblade brand that really popped off this year, trading to put, you know, rollerblading back on the map a little bit. Dude. Uh, John Julio. I'm so proud of it you. It is the Them Goods Wobbly Clogs yeah. from, like, Clark's. Oh. They did a clog. So they're just like a slip-on wallaby. Whoa. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right? Whoa. I just, yes. I just I, showed so, Yohei some wild mm, shit. Dude. He's, he's so looking I have his phone seen, blown away. No, no, no. I have seen the the mule. We'll call this a mule, right? Mule, better name. Right. With the blue Clogs little circle. Right. But I completely forgot that they actually made a wallaby high yeah. in the blue with the blue. With a matching yeah, skate. Yeah, yeah. That's technically a clog? Uh, it's no. a mule. Uh, so the one he picked is a mule, but... This is so funny. The Clark's Wallaby, I think we all unanimously just call Clark's. Like, I don't know. Well, I when I think Clark's, desert. I think like, more dressy has, boot style. Well, yeah. I, I see the crepe or creep, whatever you Yeah, put. the crepe sole. Yeah, the crepe sole. That's a Clark thing in general, you know? Yeah. They own that at this point. And, um, yeah, I mean, when I see a Wallaby low or high, I mean, I just kind of... Has to you kind of have to tip your hat to Clark's, but I have seen other brands kind of rip the Clark's Wallaby look. For example, iPath and well, oh yeah, well shoot, which one came first? I don't know, but you Definitely know, Clark's. Yeah, probably Clark's is like an old yeah, British, they've, they've right? been around old. for a long time, but it's they've been wall- making men's shoes. Yeah, like the Wallaby just one. It's a really cool creative uh, silhouette from them. Something that they've held on and has uh, fluxed in popularity. From like the huge pop it was getting in early '90s from Wu Tang Clan and shit, and all those guys wearing wallabies, kind of dipping again, and now it's like pulling back up with people wearing more like casual dress style things, and I think them cutting the back off that uh, wallaby low and making it into a mule is just such a good idea, and it's a really clean color. It's something you can wear 
that's comfortable, but also still hits some like dressy tones, like we were saying. Mm-hmm. It's a year of you don't have to just wear sneakers to look good. Exactly, it, and that's what we were talking about. I love it. Wow, we're on the same wavelength. I'm, I'm, Pat. I like am genuinely proud of you for pulling this one up. This is this it's is a good, good shoe, right? Because I do recall seeing this, and um, it would be wrong if Clark's was not in this list because, dude, they came up with so many. Look, are you seeing this? All these collabs. Even this Pokemon one, I don't know when this one came out, but like, yeah, that's they awesome. Even on their game. Uh, I have to give that honorable mention to the blue suede uh, wallaby. The blue suede is Dem- sweet with the matching skate. Yeah, that's that's. You can just slap rollerblades on those things, dude. Bro. No, that'd be sick if you could. But dude. no, they just did a matching colorway on like you the know skate what? for them. Should I make that my number? Uh- no, man. Pat's taking I feel point. like you're piggybacking a lot yeah. in his countdown. All right, this all right, all right, right. Usually that's my job. Yeah, all I'm not right, going to lie. Right. No, that's fine. I, 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 uh, Real's got to respect Real, man. That, that was a good one. But you won't see what's coming up later so on. So what's your uh, number seven? My number seven. Okay. Um, I'm going to pull out something from my bag right here. Uh, we love so going into the bag. So this is the one Ame Leon Dor Ooh, piece love. of footwear that actually intellectually... Okay. Move me. Because that 550 stuff and all the other 99, whatever, nine, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm just like, okay, you know, clean. Thank you for that gradient brown and gray. Like, good job, you know, but like creams, creams, we're good. Does this we, one come with a cappuccino? This one will make Esso super happy. He actually posted this on Instagram and I was like, oh, you know okay. what? You know, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to steal his, you know, shine, you know, let, let him, you know, enjoy these. But when it comes to shoes, older shoes, I like, I'm kind of a gatekeeper. I don't like okay. to talk about it because I, you know, when things become mainstream, then it's like, uh, it doesn't, you know, like. Well, and you also, you don't need to be the guy that says told you so when you're rocking an old silhouette that gets retroed, For and then sure. all of a sudden it starts getting re-retroed like 20,000 times with a million collaborations on it, too. 100%. So what I'm about to show you is um, the original New Balance Rainiers that I just absolutely admired. So as you can see... Yeah, very uh, functional hiking boot mm-hmm. type style. Absolutely. Very so, minimal. you know, in the lines of Red Wings and Danners using natural leathers, but also just ta- throwing that toss of color and, you know, the logo, of course. And I will show you, we'll, we'll talk about it another time. You know what? It just came up. So, if you look here on the tongue, like, do you see the image, of, you know, the embroidery of the mountains oh, and okay. stuff? So, you know, these are. Some extra details. Yeah, absolutely. Like stuff like this, I love to collect. Well, this year, finally, they are bringing this back. And we have here the New Balance Rainier. Well, new and improved because this is a new, whole new paneling. As in Mount Rainier? I would guess. Oh, yeah. Wow. I I almost didn't even catch that myself. Really dope. Wow. These are, dude, these are slick. First of all, give that a good smell. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is fresh. These um, they kind of give me a these are very nice little beef and broccoli. Okay, yeah, yeah, I respect it. Just because of the cut, you get the same kind of colorways with it. Yeah, yeah. What's cool too is um, about two months ago, I was thrifting at a Village Discount and I found a '80s Woolrich puffer that was exactly that shade of green. I was like, perfect. This is great, you know. And um, I'm, I'm a I love. I think I have to give 
credit to Star Wars, probably, why I like brown and green mixed together so much. Yeah. You know, it's this, like, earth tones with the, like, whatever, you know, color. It, it's like, just a natural, it's a, such a natural colorway. We're we talking, yeah. like, Endor, like, Return of the Jedi oh, type era, yeah. Bro, victory celebration. Every morning when I'm having a positive you know, start today. Victory celebration, baby. That's what I think. No, but um, I think I have to really think. Not that I, I only met him once, but Teddy Santis, man, he just he has really good taste, and this one is ugh, good suede. Got a little Gore-Tex, so the water don't go to your toes. And that, see that that toe? Oh yeah, it's, yeah, super super good. No, um, I think these are ripstop type material. I think these are really nice, and it's cool that they did a very different silhouette from the other ones they've done. Absolutely. I think the other ones they've done were so super casual. They be, they started to really dip into the realm of like streetwear prep yeah. type thing. And I think this is something that is very just... It's a unique vibe. It's something that's functional. I was about to say, this is something we don't see often. It's fashion and function yeah. right here. Yeah, it's man. Rad. I, mean, I mean, even you were just looking at the tread on it. Like, these motherfuckers get you through the snow. Bro, no this tread looks like a saw blade. Yeah. Like, the type of so- blade oh, yeah. you need to cut through concrete, it looks like that. Like, that's some serious... Yeah. Woo, well, this is incredible. why I love recording the show with you guys because, like, I would have never guessed in a million years that New Balance makes something like this. So this is super rad. Yeah, man. Uh, Pat, it, what's it coming you, in? It helps you to see though that, oh, yeah. like, you know, there's different types of shoes to collect. You know, exactly. People, you know, it's not all you know dunks and Air Maxes and shit. So yeah, dude, what's your number six? Uh, my number six, I am going with the Stussy Air Penny Twos. Um, it is. The Air Pennies, I feel like, got a little bit of love yeah, this year. Yeah, let's go. There were a couple go. collabs, some re-releases. Um, but no, I think the ones that Stussy did kind of gave me almost uh, Comme des Garçons foam posite vibes, mm-hmm. which I had on my list last year, I think. Yeah. Um, Here but they are, I buddy. love that textured kind of um, almost... And I've remembered the word for once in my life: topographical <laughs> style uh, topography. <laughs> that took us for that took us a minute. It, yeah, two years I think to get that word down. Um, but no, I love just like the textures on it, mm-hmm. which make it stand out versus a colorway on it. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that Stussy's been doing recently is just like ultra clean. It's all really wearable. I like just the little hits from Stussy that it's not overbearing and i think the air like the penny any of the penny shoes are kind of a hard shoe to wear and pull off and not look crazy Mm -hmm. especially with some of the older colorways they had right and some of the older materials i think it's sick to see someone come in use some maybe the words more modern but more functional materials on them that you can actually wear them you can get fits off with them and they still have like a good clean look to them. Yeah, absolutely. That was um, when I saw this collaboration happen. <clears throat> it was kind of uh, unexpected because yeah. like Penny is is strictly basketball, and Stussy doesn't. You know, it's more surf and skate, right? Um, when I saw this, I was like, "Holy crap! This is an incredible interpretation." Um, because I used to have the Orlando colorway um, of this shoe. It was light blue and white um, back in the day. I um had a pair and i kind of wave form to yep, 100 yeah. it's it's an actual model yeah. so they brought it back but that that green look that um we're gonna call this wasabi um or oh, avocado yeah, I can see it. yeah um that 
such a good look. Um, you know, it's almost like, man, whoever thought of this, good job. The only thing I don't like about this shoe, and that's just me, is they have red bottoms. Um, I thought it should have been just green. Or, yeah, that's or, interesting. Or white or something like that. But that's neither here or there. And they came out with a black colorway too. So this would have definitely um, been on my list, but for sake of... Um, respecting pat's uh choices and not piggybacking any his, longer his curation i'm gonna yeah. leave that one to him so, so what's your number six ed uh my number six is gonna be <clears throat> uh right here so we, we're going back to shoes that per se it, it's it may, might not be the most like aesthetically like oh you know gotta have but the meaning part is i have it right here with me. we have here let's see if you know what that logo is sean i do not <laughs> okay it's all good i'm the greenhorn on the show okay oh all right good to know good kobe to know. we got the kobe six pro tro pro tro means um re you know pro retro wow um, okay um the mamba sitas mamba sitas wow. sixes we have it right here these just came out this year huh um yeah they sure did holy crap so i'm guessing you know we got we got some snake scale type type uh type material going on here very much uh you know to let the me, snake the black me. mamba itself i'm guessing <laughs> okay so i kind of got a little worried there for a second um when i looked in the shoe it said made in february 2021 and i'm like oh, oh my god. god oh god this shoe did not you come did, out last year you we've really did a trading places this so, <laughs> this year no, no no so we're good and the reason why there was a delay on release yeah because of the death of kobe and because of the sense of nature on the contract that the kobe estate which is you know managed by vanessa i would imagine yeah um had with nike there was a disagreement so this shoe was kind of lay layaway until and it was released this year and i just looked up briefly um that the it dates. came out in may the first of this i was gonna last say year. i saw the shoe on a lot of other lists mm -hmm. um the only reason i didn't put it on is it's just such a basketball shoe understandable yeah I, you know for me to have it on like my favorites of the year it's like not that a stussy penny two is not a basketball but shoe. like to me that's more wearable in my mind than like i oh, couldn't sure. wear like kobe's are such a functional it's such a great shoe Absolutely. silhouette but it's so functional and but I think it's awesome that you have it on here because yeah. it is such a great tribute to very important, I'd say, because I see someone wearing this on the red carpet at the ESPYs, you know, like showing with a nice suit. Well, let me tell you guys right now, one, uh, the Kobe six, right? This is a Kobe six. One of the greatest, most Kobe looking shoes that Nike ever made. Right. Yeah. So for them to make a, a, a Gigi or Gigi, I think Gigi, Gigi. Thank you. Um, colorway because she played in a team that this was their primary colors, yeah. right? So for them to make a shoe for her passing and kind of um, in memory of the father too, uh, Kobe, you know, I think that's just beautiful and I think that's something to celebrate. So here it is, you know, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's got the two right there. Um, consider you got this it kind of a snakeskin pattern on it. Yeah, for you can you can Black even Mamba. consider it like okay. So when a shoe is made for a specific player, it's called a PE. Yeah, you can consider it a Gigi PE. Uh, P, exactly. So for that reason, this is my number six. Um, Dude, more needs to be said. It's a beautiful shoe. What's yeah. more to be said besides rest in peace, Kobe? And uh, we made it through our. 10 through 6. Yeah. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. I think that's a great shoot to end on. We're going to come back with 5 through 1. Hopefully, Yohei got that list uh, sitting in concrete right now, 
ready to go. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, thank you, Yohei, for coming on. Sean, for being here. Go follow Yohei at Unmovable on Instagram. Go follow us at Threads and Dreads Pod on Instagram. Go subscribe to that Patreon. Give us a little bit of cash, a little bit of cheddar in our pockets. It's Thread or er, patreon.com backslash threads and dreads podcast we love you thank you for listening we're gonna see you guys next time with the continuation of this list so make sure you fucking listen to this one otherwise you're gonna be lost you won't even know what's happening we love you guys peace <laughs>